I'm Laura. And I'm Jonathan. And we're two siblings who needed something to do, so you're listening to Kim Say Say the the Darndest Things. All right, howdy. Welcome back to our podcast. Today is a different episode because we're actually in the same room right now. Yes, we are, and you can probably tell. The audio is not that different. If it is, I apologize. But today we're talking about something... Not Disney. Not Disney, but... Kind of Disney. No, not really. Oh, that's right. It's, it's Paramount. Disney hasn't bought Paramount yet. Right. But something that has been part of our childhood... For a long time. Yes. It all began in the year 1969 when a certain TV show when hit the airwaves. a lovely lady or... Uh, 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 a man named Brady and a lovely lady... Uh, it's the Brady Bunch. We're, it's we're, the Brady we're, talk- Bunch. we're talking about the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yes. Um, now this is something that I feel like we need to talk about because I was recently at a trivia night, uh, and one of the questions was it was worth six points, uh, one point for each of the Brady kids you could name, mm-hmm. and so many people did not know it. It's sad. I was the only one on my team who knew it. No one had even heard of the Brady Bunch. That's even heard of it. Yeah. Because no. the thing is, is that you know it was. It was a genuine TV show back in the day, and then up till now, I know people like some people our age who like their parents had them watch it, including us. And then it's become definitely a source of like meme culture. Has it? I think it has. Well, I mean, think about it. Nobody thinks of it as a serious TV show anymore. I mean, because it true. is the cheesiest that you can get. Well, it's true. I think yeah. I guess pre meme time period in like the nineties, they did parody it by making the uh, the parody the, film the Brady, the Brady Bunch, Bunch movie, movie which, and that was very well done which was very funny yeah um which a, a popular meme has come from the movie which is of sure Jan oh that's right yeah and that one I've seen a lot of I think but yeah um so the Brady Bunch it was definitely something that I enjoyed watching as a kid and it was you know it's it's just one of those like feel-good shows you kind of can watch it just whenever and you know it's it's clean it's family friendly it's as most shows were made to be back in the 70s yes well yeah but it's it takes it to another level of just of wholesomeness wholesome yeah and it's it's pretty accurate yeah they didn't really deal with the the gritty issues no they didn't 70s no because just a few years later you know the cosby show and full house and Uh all that like actually like dealt with like Real stuff. And then, oh, wait, there was that episode where Greg was caught smoking. Yeah, so I guess before we get into, like, the specifics of the show, for, but, for listeners who aren't familiar... Oh, yeah, I guess we should describe with, the Brady with Bunch. With the Brady Bunch. Describe milk. The, uh... <laughs> so it's the story of a blended family. Well, okay, so yeah, so the premise of the show is that you've got, uh... Two... You've got a, a Mrs. Brady... Well, she wasn't Mrs. Brady at the time. Carol... Carol. And she has Carol? three uh, daughters. Three blonde daughters. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mike Brady, uh, the titular Brady, who has uh, three boys of his own. Yes. And they get married. They do not have blonde hair. No. Just to clarify. But they get married in the, the pilot episode, 
And the show is, I guess, supposed to be about how the 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 eight of them plus their live-in housekeeper, live-in housekeeper, and the dog that disappeared after season one. Yeah, how they all just have to make it work. They are a bunch of people, a yes. Brady bunch, you if, might, you, if will. you will. But and and which it's funny because the plot or the premise is that like them dealing with like the struggles of blended families, and it's like that is but. That basically it was, was only, so seamless for them. Well, it was pretty much only a handful of season one plots. Yeah, I guess so. And for so. the remainder of the... The show had five total seasons. And for the remainder of the seasons, it they basically... It was just them being... Existing with this giant family. Yeah, well, that's the thing. For a show that was ostensibly progressive for portraying a blended family, they never really indicate that they're blended. Like, no, I don't they think don't. they ever use the word step in the they didn't except for that one episode where bobby freaks out because he has a stepmother he oh, realizes right. he has a stepmother that, which um, was season one after that well and then carol's like i'm not your stepmother and like blah 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 blah. and then yeah that's pretty much it yeah and at that point like like there's no marcia never goes hey step bro you're the worst <laughs> you're so uh, she just says like you're a terrible brother or something and yeah you know so yeah so they're basically for all intents and purposes like the same family so it's yeah so they kind of abandoned the whole uh blended family angle and we're just like oh we just got a bunch of kids yes which you know wasn't even really that many kids considering the fact that like what 50 50 years prior they had cheaper by the dozen yeah and nowadays we've got the duggars both of which are real life families so it's like wait cheaper by the dozen was a real family yeah they actually had a dozen kids huh yeah but okay, well. anyway, so yeah, the Brady Bunch. Yes. So I feel like there is so much that we could talk about the Brady Bunch. Um, where should we begin? There, there are a lot of notable quotes. There are a lot of notable moments. Do you want to just start with what stood out to us each season? Uh, yeah, sure. So I mean, I guess to go in more depth on the characters you had the father mike brady who was an architect he was an architect and he was known for being extremely sensible and mm-hmm. just he was the rock top of the tier dad kind of a yeah father knows best type yes and then you had uh carol brady the mom who, who did nothing <laughs> who did nothing she that's the thing she she I guess, needle pointed and uh-huh. Yet still needed a live-in maid. She had no job because this was the 70s. Yes. But she also didn't really do much housework because, as we indicated, they had a live-in housekeeper, Alice, who, I don't know, she just kind of, she came, I guess, I think it was implied that she worked for Mike Brady. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Because she lived with them before. Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, did they ever clarify how, we know that the Mike Brady's wife bit it. Um, but did they ever clarify what happened to Carol's no, husband? No, I just assumed that he did too. Yeah. But, um... So, yeah, so, so, till death do us part, this was yes. a, a, a separation that would be, separations that would be, uh, whatever, condoned by the Catholic Church. They were not divorced. <laughs> they were... And also, I would just like to point out that this is a very, uh, like, it's a, it's a family in the 70s, yet... Mom Brady, Carol, has a transatlantic accent for a good portion of it. Yeah. So, Florence Henderson. So, yeah, that's that. Um, and then you have the kids. The kids. They they were conveniently in alternating uh, 
alternating gender, age order and, and gender. Yeah, so the oldest was Greg. Greg, who was uh, just kind of there. I mean, was kind of, I mean, he was kind of a music type. Oh yeah, that's right, Johnny Bravo. And then you have Marsha, who was known as the pretty one and the superficial one, and mm-hmm. all that. And then you have Peter. Peter's a good Peter. I liked Peter. Peter's very he likes Peter. Yeah, he's very middle of the road. Good-natured. He's funny, but, like, he's not, like... A middle-of-the-road middle child. Yes, but not as much as Jan, whose only character trait was being the forgotten middle child yeah. and the problematic one. Yeah, she was the one who went through a few identity crises throughout yes. the run of the show. Yes, Midnight Temptress. Yeah. Um, And then you have Bobby, the, the youngest boy. The little rascal. The little rascal. Emphasis on little, because I think they had at least two plots where... Where he was... He was a shrimpo. He was angsty about being small. <laughs> or about being too young or whatever. And then you had... And then the youngest was Cindy. Cindy. Who had a perpetual lisp. Yes. And she was... Yeah, just kind of a forever child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then technically in season five, I guess... Oh, the, Cousin Oliver. The showrunners were concerned that the kids were getting too old. Yeah. And that, okay, so see, that's another thing that they did not do in the show was that they did not ever have uh, Carol and Mike really seal the deal. Oh my gosh! And have a biological child to represent the fusion of the families. Okay, that would have been weird, though. I mean, it would have been weird because right, because it'd be a baby for most of the show. Yeah. So yeah, so the, their solution to deal with uh, the aging of the children but still have a young a youngster. Was to introduce Cousin Oliver. Cousin Oliver because Carol's sister, I guess, went to, like, Africa or something. Some convoluted ham-fisted plot. And Oliver was there. Oliver, the most 1970s-looking child ever. Yeah. Just kind of a piece of plain white bread. Yeah. In a very white, plain white bread family. Yes. Yeah. So, and then you have Alice, who was typically the comic relief amongst comic relief. Mm-hmm. She, she, she was a funny one. She, aside from dating a butcher, Sam, uh, she never really seemed to have a life of her own. Yeah. Yeah, she was always the one who... She, like, mothered the kids more than Carol did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. And then, as we mentioned, stuff. they had... They had Fluffy the cat, which... Fluffy the al- cat lasted... She survived one episode. She was only in the pilot. And then Tiger the dog, who made it through, I think, two, two seasons. Two seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so that that's basically the breakdown of the characters. Um, Yish. So, for a show that took place in the 70s, as we indicated, it did not really address a lot of the social issues of the time. Although they did have two feminist episodes centered around Marsha. Although they didn't call it feminism, they called it... Liberation. Women's, women's Lib, because that was the thing women's in the 70s. Lib, which that was the Boy Scouts episode, and... Marsha joins the their version of the Boy Scouts, and, and she is better than all the boys. What was the other one? Uh, the car driving, where, where oh. Greg is like, women are bad oh, drivers. Oh, okay, I guess so, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and both times it was Greg who was being the, the stand-in for the male chauvinist, and he yeah. has to eat his words. Yes. When Sister Marsha... Uh, sticks it to the patriarchy. When Sister Marsha is better at driving. Yep. <laughs> so. Which they determined by... Uh, an egg. Having a driver's co- a driving course and... Where they just wove in and out of... A bunch of cones. Cones. And then had to get as close to the last cone without knocking an egg off. And Greg knocked the egg off. And Greg smashed that pedal. Like, he... Yeah, they never really described what happened. He just kind of ran into it. Yeah, he just like... Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. So... That was that. So they had a couple 
of those. I don't think they they did have an episode that was not centered around the Brady Bunch when they uh, the that was a pi- that was actually a pilot for a spinoff that did not uh, take okay. place. Yeah, when when uh, different parents actually uh, adopt adopted a kid, a white kid, a black kid, and an Asian kid. Yes, and it was Kelly's kids, yep. right? And Brooke Bundy was the was the mom. Which for, you know, considering the fact that this was supposed to be like, this could have been a show that explored like sort of the racial implications of adopting. They kind of scraped the surface of that. It was kind of, it seemed like they were adopted by like colorblind parents. <laughs> it's like you can just see the problems that come later on. And it's like, now listen, if your brother gets to say it, he gets to say it too. <laughs> you, you can see the, the oh potential gosh. issues. Showing up, yeah. So. yeah. so, that's that. Alright, so, season one. Okay, so yeah, so season one of five for the Brady Bunch. This was, like I said, this is the one that most focused on the fact that they were a blended family. Yeah, so... But they did a lot of very, like, <laughs> mundane things. Like, they had an episode where they went camping. The camping one where the girls save the day when the guys don't catch fish because they packed, like, a picnic basket in the car of yeah of like fried chicken full which, of people yeah fried and, chicken and like cold cuts mm-hmm. and it's like yeah they they didn't really seem to have any refrigeration or yes. anything like that so yeah yeah and then they think there's a bear because they yeah, yeah. the boys are pranking the girls yeah so pretty pretty standard stuff yeah. but then it also had some pretty weird uh plot lines like when they decide to get a payphone. <laughs> the payphone. Like they just randomly they never really explain how he did it. But yeah, just, how do you install a payphone in your home? So basically the idea is that between six kids, oh my gosh, we have so many kids, they're always on the telephone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess their phone bill was getting really high. Which actually they mentioned at some point that their phone bill was like thirty five dollars <laughs> for the month. Which how much is that in seventies time? Oh, that's account a good for point. inflation. Have you done that yet? Uh, it would be less, it would still be less than a hundred dollars. Okay. Cause and, even if you account for like doubling, mm-hmm. I, I don't think inflation is that much higher. Actually, you know what? Let me check that. We're going to check that. Meanwhilst, uh, there were two plots in the entire series. One of which took place now of Alice deciding she's not necessary anymore. Which to be fair, she isn't. <laughs> she isn't, but they are like, and then Carol's like, no, Alice, we need you. Cause I can't do anything by myself. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, there, there was a lot of repeat plots. There, there were. They did like to recycle. It's like variations on. Because if you think about it, there wasn't really a plot line to their story after past. You know, the first season, and they're just this family with a bunch of kids. So really, what they were relying on is different combinations of characters. Yeah. And how they could play with that, you know. Um, okay, so uh, thirty-five dollars in nineteen sixty-nine is two hundred fifty dollars in today's money cool so yeah so even then 250 dollars like i think they at some point they're like that's more than the national debt when they're looking at the phone bill and it's like you know 250 bucks i mean that's a lot but right considering the fact that you've got (laughs) six kids yeah um which yeah they also they only had two telephones in the whole house they had more than that because like the parents had one in their room and like oh but at that point, they technically only had one because nobody was allowed to use Dad Brady's telephone in his office. In oh, the den. Okay, that's right. Sorry, the den. The den. Is what it was called. Yeah, their house had a den, a living room, 
a huge living room. It was a pretty big living room. A family room, a kitchen, a laundry room, somewhere Alice's room. Yeah, they never really explained where Alice's room was. And then the but and then the girls all shared a room. The guys all shared a room until Greg moved into the attic. And the fam- the parents. All room. six kids shared one bathroom with no toilet mm-hmm. because this is the seventies. You weren't allowed to show a toilet. Correct. Yeah, and then a a huge backyard. Yeah, so. they had a, a big backyard with astroturf. But yeah, um, and like kind of no fence. Kind of no fence. Because the did... driveway just was right. Like, no wonder Tiger disappeared. Like, Yeah, Tiger just like, ran off at some point. <laughs> like, Although they kept the doghouse for the whole show. They did ke- keep the doghouse. <laughs> which I read that it was because um, one of the lights, like, there was an incident with, like, a there was a lighting incident. And it mm-hmm. burned through, like, a spot on the AstroTurf. So they covered it with the, that's why the doghouse oh, was there. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then the swing set and the clubhouse for... That one episode. Oh yeah, they had a cl- that was that was another one of the season oh, yeah. one plots where the boys had a clubhouse that was just for boys, uh-huh. and the girls were like, "We want a clubhouse too, and we should be allowed." Hashtag us too. Which is like if, and then they were like, "Well, we'll just build our own clubhouse." And it's like, "Well, just stay separate, in your room, s- separate but equal." Separate. But- <laughs> I was, I was like, if you want a place to just, for girls to be girls and guys to be guys, just go to your own bedrooms. You all share a room. like. Yeah. And basically, I guess the implicit resolution was that the clubhouse has never appeared in any other episodes. So yeah. that's how they resolved it. Yeah. So seasons two and three for me blend together, kind of. Blend together? Like, oh, ha, 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 like the blended ha, ha. family? They all kind of... I think season three was when they went to the Grand Canyon. Oh, Yeah. They had a plot where they went to the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. and, and then and much like the Grand Canyon itself, it was a very boring and unremarkable <laughs> series of episodes. Are you even allowed to say that? About the Grand Canyon? Yeah. I don't know. Arizona might declare war on me. Oh my gosh. Um, but Apologies to our Arizona listeners. Seasons two and three included um Jan getting glasses. Oh yeah, which she made a big deal Her about. Her sight being so bad that she can't stop a bike. Yeah. They had a lot of weird ways to show why she needed glasses. And then Cindy having her tonsils out because she sneezed a couple times. But, oh, that was also... There was another episode in season two where she sneezes like once. And mom's like... Mom Brady's like, oh crap, she's got the sniffles. And... Oh yeah, Cindy has the sniffles. That was the babysitting episode. And they're like, Cindy has the sniffles. It's like, okay. Okay. Like, um... There was, there's the teeter totter caper where the whole plot is just Bobby and Cindy te- on the teeter totter, oh, the seesaw for what twenty five hours or something, and oh god because they felt like they were too little and unimportant and they weren't invited to the wedding and yeah all I don't that. Even remember this one. There's Jan crying because she thinks her aunt is ugly. Oh, that's right. They had a subplot where uh, aunt or. They discover a picture of their aunt, aunt Jenny, Aunt Jenny, yes, who looks identical to Jan, uh, at that age. So like teenage Aunt Jenny looks like teenage Jan, yeah. And then like sixties Aunt Jenny looks, in Jan's opinion, ugly. So yeah. Jan, so Jan, Jan also cries. had another, uh, fit about having freckles. Yes. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> she had a fit about having glasses. About, about having George Glass came from that where she made up a fake boyfriend named George Glass and then all the kids are like, well, we got to find this guy. And Jan had a lot of problems. Yes. And then she's like, 
I ch- there's no there's no George Glass in Jan's class, which becomes there's no George Glass in the whole school. And then Greg comes in and goes, there's no George Glass in this part of town. Yeah, he basically implied <laughs> like, that he biked he around. He biked around and asked for George Door to door, like, do you know George <laughs> I was half expecting someone to come in and be like, well, I checked the entire U.S. Census record. There's no George Glass. There's no George Glass in Southern California. And uh, Yeah, so that was that was pretty great. Um, we also had... That was also when, when... Was that when Bobby thought he was too small and he was like, I'm a shrimpo? Yeah. Like, who calls somebody a shrimpo? I'm so confused. You get a bit of... I don't even know if that's technically 70s dialogue. I think that was just something that they made up for the show. I have no idea, but... Like, yeah. why would you call him shrimpo? Just call him a shrimp. I know. Like, was this was this bully a Spanish speaker? <laughs> what? <laughs> and if and if it was Cindy, he'd call her shrimpa. Yo, soy shrimpo. I am. Um, and then let's see what else. Alice dating a what a scammer. Oh, that's right. Mark Mark Millard was his name. That's right. He was like an old flame. Yeah, an old flame who uh, was, was trying to, to like, get money. Yeah, a scammer out of her money, as as happens. Yes. And then... But yeah, so basically, these episodes aren't much of anything. They're kind of just... How could we forget the measles episode? That's Oh, that's right. The there measles were... episode was a big one where all of them get measles. All the kids get measles. They Jan basically, needs gravy. <laughs> they basically sit in bed and make demands for their parents. And yes. this is an episode that has been used by anti-vaxxers as proof that getting measles isn't that bad. So why do we need a measles vaccine? Swallow! Excuse me? Where she's like... Uh, oh, she a, drew a picture of a swallow. swallow and it was like a, a seven-letter word for drink. Yeah. You're like, swallow. Yeah. And then Jan's like, I drew a bead. <laughs> that was all she could do. And then they oh, were... In the later episode, she has angst about being like a bad painter. Oh, yeah, that's right. She couldn't paint later. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Jan. They, they couldn't give this girl anything. No. Then there was... um, Yeah. yeah. And then so season, yeah. the last season, season five, I know we're skipping over season four, it was a pretty unremarkable season, but season five, they didn't know it was going to be the last one and it ended right. up getting canceled, but that was a notable season because, uh, what was his name? The guy who played Mike Brady? Um, oh my gosh. Anyway, the actor was a, he was a Shakespearean, like serious actor. So what was he doing on this show? Well, exactly. So like. He started to get offended by how ridiculous some of the plots were. Which, so he I would, mean, like, yeah. Boycott some of the episodes. Most notably, what ended up being the series finale. Finale. Uh, the dad does not appear in because he was not going to be in the episode because the whole plot line was... He appears in the very last, like the tag scene, I think. I don't think he does. He doesn't? I don't No, because th- there's just a remark when where... When Greg graduates? Where the mom was like, oh, your father felt so bad that he was traveling... Oh my god. ...during your high school graduation... Nice, nice, nice. Okay. But yeah, the whole plot line was that uh, Bobby Bobby gets hooked in a invest. multi-level multi-level marketing scheme to sell like hair hair cream, tonic hair that tonic. was shut down by the FBI. FDA. Oh, FDA. <laughs> the because FBI. It, because it ends up like turning your hair orange. Yes, and so Greg had orange hair, and blah, he had blah. orange hair. He delivered the famous line, uh, "Tomorrow's, Tomorrow's graduation, graduation, and I've, I've got, got orange hair." hair. Yeah. And then they, which the solution to this problem bothers me so much because the solution was in a subplot, Cindy had bunnies. Mm -hmm. She was going to breed bunnies to make money. Oh, yeah. And Bobby ends up accidentally pouring the hair tonic on the bunnies, turning them orange. Uh huh. And then 
they sell the bunnies back so that they can have these orange bunnies. Uh-huh. And they made a remark that it was, the tonic was like, okay for animals. Uh-huh. But that's not okay. Yeah. You can't, like, ouch, that hurts my heart. So, that... It's like, either they know that because they tested it on animals, yeah. or they don't know that. Yeah, so that that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, and I, Greg, so. I don't know, he just went to his mom's hair salon and they oh, yeah. dyed his hair back. Yep, yep, yep. Which and it was a, it was he was very embarrassed to be in there because, because I'm, guys, a, I'm a man, mom. I'm not supposed don't to go be to the hair salon. So instead, he covers up by saying his mom was bald to these two girls that he sees, and Which yeah, also like um, like cancer implications. Yeah, like, it's not didn't age well. Yeah, um, well, yeah. So that was that was that. And then yeah, the show ended up just ending. Although they did have they did have some re- reunion bits they did they did and also you skipped over season four that was unremarkable to you i liked season four i feel like season four was like the epitome of like 70s looking it was things. Was, was that the one that was the one with hawaii they went to hawaii the three-parter hawaii episode and there's what get off me when the spider crawls on peter oh, he's yeah. like get off me um, um i do see was that when they uh peter's voice changing that was season four? That, I think that was season four. Okay. Yeah, because his... Or but, was it season three? I don't know. Peter's voice was changing at one point, and when it's time to change... Well, they, they have a song that basically that the Brady kids are going to become the next Jackson, Jackson five. five. And they call themselves the Brady Six. Yeah, which is totally not a ripoff. And uh, yeah, they decide to make Peter's voice changing part of the song as if your voice cracks on command. Yeah. And, and then his voice is fine for the rest of... Until season five when it's completely different. Yeah. Then you have... And his voice cracking didn't even sound like his voice cracking. It sounded more like bad pre-auto-tune. Yeah, it was a weird one. And then there... Uh, so yeah, and the quiz show. Oh yeah, uh, Cindy Brady. Cindy Brady freezing on... On a quiz show and she which, basically freezes. T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H. F-A-R-E. Thoroughfare. One of the questions on the quiz show was, how do you spell thoroughfare? So I think as, as you can hear by how we were describing these plots, the show didn't really have a lot of continuity. It did not. And so most of the episodes were very self-contained. I think like there was an early episode where Mrs. Brady gets her tonsils out, and then later she makes reference to not having her tonsils. Yeah. But I think that's about the full extent of the, the continuity. Yes. You didn't really get... A lot of carryover, which that's one of the things that I appreciate in TV shows is when, when you have that continuity. Yes, and I think one of the best shows that I've seen do that is The Middle. Yeah, ABC sitcom that has perpetually lived under the shadow of Modern Family. Mm-hmm. But they they were always really good about continuity. Um, and then I think before we get onto reunions, one remarkable episode that we keep coming back to, uh, just like in our daily lives, is the Davy Jones episode. Oh, yeah. Which I think was season three. Davy Jones, a member of the Monkees. The Monkees, which... big 70s band. And they had a... They're more 60s, 70s, which I like the Monkees. You do. I I like the Monkees, but Marsha only cares about Davy Jones. And she tries to get him to play for their prom? Yes, and it's the equivalent of all the girls who are like, Justin Timberlake, but who's in sync? And it's like, come on. Because he, Davy Jones is actually not my favorite in the monkeys. Mickey Dolan's is. So, anyway, but yeah, that's where Don't Break Your Guitar came from. 
Mm-hmm. That's a good quote from the Brady Bunch. They're all trying to get hold of Davy Jones, blah, blah, blah. And that's really all there is to say about that. But it's just so funny. Yeah, doesn't she? Doesn't Marsha end up getting to talk to him by pulling a Mulan? She has to pretend to be a, a boy or something. She disguises herself as a as like a waiter or a room server or a bellhop. Who or has something. to be a boy because girls shouldn't be working in the service industry? Was that the idea? I guess so. And then I don't remember how they actually got a hold of him because that didn't work. I think she just ran to the studio, like like they caught his manager. Oh, that's right. She watched him record. Um, Girl, look what you've done to me. I don't think anyone listening will know that song. And it's the song that he sings. And she's standing there. She manages to get to stand there for the entire thing. And then they're like, okay, kid, you gotta leave. And then I guess Davy Jones was like upset about that. And then shows up at their house. Yeah, find their address. Yes. All right. So, okay. So reunions. Yeah. So the show had a five season run that was cut short. And so they still managed to have a few reunion specials. Mm-hmm. Um, which they had Very Brady Christmas. Which that was the one where uh, Alice's longtime boyfriend finally proposed to her, right? Yes. And somebody, I thought somebody wasn't, no, I think that was the last one that all of them were in. Uh-huh. Because then you had the Brady Brides when Jan and Marsha both get married, but Cindy was played by a different actress. Because uh, Susan Olsen, was that the actress? Mm-hmm. She was offended by how perpetually immature her character had to be. And then you had uh, the Brady... There was a, a short spinoff series about the Bradys. There was? Yeah. Oh. Like, later on. It was very short-lived, though. Was and that... Maureen McCormick wasn't in it. Oh, okay. And she said, like, she regrets that not being in it now. Was but, that, was, she was going through drug problems? Was that... That was after, That was long after that, I think. Oh, okay. But it was because she said she just couldn't do it anymore. It was so cheesy uh-huh. that she couldn't, like, seriously act in it anymore. And then something that a lot of people don't remember is the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Oh. Which happened, like, right after the series ended. Which I think I showed you maybe one episode. I think episode. you did, yeah. And it's just singing and dancing to random songs with different themes each night. And it's so painfully corny, but it's, it's, it's like happy-go-lucky kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So, and it's all on YouTube. So. <laughs> they were kind of limited in their ability to do reunion stuff anyway, because the actor who played the dad, whose name escapes us, he died not too long after, didn't mm-hmm. he? Of, I guess so. Of what, AIDS. What was his, why can't I remember his name? Uh, Robert? No. Robert Redford? No. Oh, yeah, you have your phone right here. Look it up because it's bothering me. Um, Michael Brady, not Bloomberg, Brady. And I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. Is is Christopher Knight, who plays Peter, is he related to the Knights from New Kids on the Block? Robert Reed? Robert Reed. Yeah. Yes. And then, yeah. Yeah. That's that. Which... Both Florence Henderson and Maureen McCormick were both on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, they were. So, yes. Um, I don't really know what... Not much else to say. Like I said, the uh, a lot of the uh, the corny aspects of the show were wonderfully parodied by the Brady Bunch movie. Yes. Uh, which also had cameos of several of the original actors. Did. That was, that was a nice touch. And so... Yeah, I think that's all we have to say about it. That's all we have to say without going into specifics about too many episodes and the such. 
Because if we wanted to, we could do a play-by-play. We could on probably each do an episode-by-episode, episode, yeah, review. So, which... but I, I don't think Bra- the Brady Bunch is mainstream enough anymore to, for that to be. Yeah, I don't know. If we run out thing. of ideas to do, if for we this run podcast... out of ideas, let us know. Comment, like, and subscribe, and say more Brady Bunch. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, that that was a good show. Yeah. What a good show. Very, Jolly good show. Very important part of our childhood. Yep. Yep. That's that. So any last re- closing remarks? That was the story. That was the story of a lovely, of a lovely lady. lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. Which also the title sequence of that song was like cutting edge. Like it was pretty iconic. It had the famous the like nine squares grid. grid of character, the heads looking at each other. Yes. Which now that you think about it, that's so strange. <laughs> they were just kind of like that means that they told the actors like. Sit in front of the skin. Just look around. Yeah, look to your left. Look up. Look down. Smile. But you're in the top corner, so don't look to your right. Like, yeah. it's just funny to think about. So, yeah. Which, rarely any of them are looking at each other at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's the Brady Bunch. And that is our, our episode. Take on for, the Brady that Bunch. is our hot take on the Brady Bunch. We will see you next week.